Greetings. How's it going? How's your uh, favorite football team doing? <laughs> we won't talk about mine. <laughs> it's not. Get that down there. There we go. Okay. As a reminder, before we start today's episode, I have a webinar coming up on January 11th, uh, next year, right around the corner, the three things you haven't thought about for your next job search. This webinar is going to be exceptionally effective for you in getting ready for the things you need to do in a job search. So think pre-job search, and uh, I'll let you know how I can help you about the job search as well during that webinar. But we're going to get you clarity around what you're looking for an employer, awareness of what you're bringing to the table and how to leverage that, and then also a, a, a real deep understanding of what you were put on this earth to do. I call it your professional purpose. So I hope you'll use the link in the show notes to sign up for that webinar, the three things you haven't thought about for your next job search. Today we're talking about different types of job interviews and how to prepare for each. Last week I talked specifically about how to prepare for the internal interview, so if that applies to you, be sure and, and listen to that episode. I want to give attribution where it's due, and so a lot of the content for this episode came from thebalancecareers.com and an author that I'm well familiar with, Allison Doyle. Many companies will tell you what type of interview you're having, so that's fantastic. When they tell you there's going to be three people, it's a panel interview, um, these are the people you'll be interviewing with, of course you'll have the opportunity then if you have names to look them up, connect with them on LinkedIn, get their background, get a sense of who's going to be in the room with you. Others don't, so you have every right to ask them. What, what can you tell me about what type of interview this will be? So you're, you're making it very clear that you're not asking them anything about what questions they're going to ask or any kind of insight or information. You simply want to know who's going to be in the room and what type of interview, if, if possible, they can answer uh, that for you. I think you'll see as I go through these different types of interviews that it's very easy to experience a combination of two or more types of them. So to be clear, these are not discrete one or another interviews. There can be all kinds of permutations of these interviews. And I, in fact, as I have interviewed candidates for real and also in prepping them for interviews, my clients, I have used combinations of these. And they're, I think, kind of in alphabetical order, so they're not in any other order than that. We want to talk about behavioral interviews first. And I have talked on more than one episode in the past about behavioral interviews on this podcast. The reason that inter behavioral based interviews exist is the the concept is the the best per the best predictor of future performance is past performance. So rather than giving you a hypothetical question, how would you handle this situation? They're going to ask you, how did you handle it when this happened? Or tell me about a time when you had to manage multiple priorities. And I've again talked about on other episodes how to prepare for those, so I'm not going to belabor that point. But these are not yes or no questions. They're going to be trying to figure out how you will behave on the job in certain scenarios. And you want to have those stories prepared. I call them Carl stories. Challenge, action, result, lessons learned in preparation to answer those behavioral questions. And they start with something like, tell me about a time when, tell me about a situation that, describe a time. Those are 
clear cues that you're about to get a behavioral interview question. The next type of question is case interviews. So these are situations where the interviewer is going to give you a business scenario and ask you to manage the situation. So they're often used if you're going into a management consulting position, investment banking seems to like these types of interviews, and they require you to show off an analytical ability and a problem solving skills. So this is not them. I'm The next one I'm going to talk about is competency based, where they're asking you specific technical questions about how to do your job. This is scenarios and how would you handle them. So for example, you might be asked to determine how big the market might might be for a new type of something, tennis ball, for example. That's not much information. So they want you to ask questions, you know, who's the who's the target consumer? Is it professional tennis players? Is it weekend tennis enthusiasts? They might, uh, you might also want to ask about how much the new tennis balls cost and where or how they're going to be sold. Are they going to be sold in stores? Are they going to be sold in online? So this, these types of questions aren't about a right or a wrong answer there. The interviewer is wanting to see how your mind works and how you arrive at a solution. What is your thought process? So this kind of an interview is going to be a back and forth dialogue. You're expected to ask clarifying questions to be able to answer the question in a logical and sequential manner. As I mentioned, the, the next one is competency-based interviews. So these are interviews where you are giving specific examples of your skills. I see this quite frequently in technical positions, IT positions. Um, they may even have you do the thing um, to, you know, complete a timed assignment. I was just talking with, oh gosh, who was I? Oh, one of my clients completely redesigned the technical recruiting process for her company. And as part of that, they included this competency-based interviewing component. Here's a thing we want you to do on the computer. Go in that room and do it. And um, there are, and I see this a lot of times on different um, social media groups that I belong to, people who feel used, particularly in like the marketing field, because they'll say, you know, how would you market this product? Give us this, this, and this, and they have to develop something separate from the interview, like they bring it into the interview um, as a project. And, and oftentimes people are saying that they feel like they've been, you know, kind of stolen from. Um, so I, I hope that doesn't happen to you, but certainly with the tech ones, like how would you set up this database or how would you, you know, go find the bug in this computer or, you know, build this code, whatever. Um, Competency-based interview questions can be posed as behavioral questions. So especially when you're evaluating something like conflict management, critical thinking, flexibility. Um, so here are some tips for preparing for a competency-based interview. You want to check the job listing for examples of required skills and abilities. So if there's a huge focus in the job description on a particular technical skill, um, you know, something like critical thinking, then you can expect that there may be a competency-based interview question around that. 
then you want to list situations that in which you have demonstrated each of those competencies that you find in the in the interview or in the job description and once you've prepared that list of situations kind of go over it think about examples um, and so you can answer those questions quickly and and concisely and then for each skill write down the situation the actions you took you know i call it the carl method challenge action result lessons learned and really be prepared for kind of whatever they may throw at you in terms of a competency-based interview. The next one is final interviews. And these are often, as the name implies, that last step before they offer you the job. So this is almost, in, in most cases, they've got it down to you. It's yours to lose. And it's kind of rubber stamp, which doesn't mean that you can't screw it up but you're often meeting with the ceo or some other members of upper management they're kind of beginning to give you insider information so there's often not um, real substantive interview questions at this point but you still want to prepare for it so you might you know here you've been in the let's say you've had three interviews with the company already and they say well we have this final interview what can you tell me about who I'll be meeting with? And is there anything you can share with me about the expectations of this interview? So, you you know, we don't know what they're going to tell you and what they, what they will withhold from you, but it certainly doesn't hurt to ask. The next one is group interviews. And the reason that employers hold group interviews oftentimes is because they can be more efficient. We can meet with you know, a bunch of people at one time. So there's two types of group interviews. It can be a bunch of candidates with one or more uh, employees, or it can be an employee meeting with a bunch of, of people in the company all at once. Um, I like to call those panel interviews, but this, this um, article makes a distinction there. Um, so oftentimes jobs that involve high stress, fast paced work, or customer interaction might require group interviews and so that they, they kind of that I used to call them stress interviews so they build stress into the DNA of the interview to see how you will handle it how will you react to someone else in the room interviewing with the same questions how will you react to a bunch of people bombarding you with questions um, so that's a group interview informal interviews are oftentimes what the hiring manager will start with it's a screening process it's an informal conversation now this article makes a clear distinction between an informal interview and a phone interview but i'm going to combine those two because oftentimes that informal interview can be a phone interview so what i want to say about an informal interview is if you pick up the phone and they say this is sue smith at abc company have you got a moment to talk to me if possible you want to try to schedule that call uh, so you could say you know i'm in the doctor's office i don't i don't want you to lie but what can you honestly say that will get you out of that call at that moment may i call you back in 30 minutes i'm driving right now or something like that what again don't don't lie because you want to be prepared for this make no mistake this informal interview or phone interview is an interview it's not i've had so many clients over the years that have said to me you know they called me to set up an interview but it felt like an interview and of course my answer was it was an interview 
Now, it could also be this informal interview could be a chat over a cup of coffee, right? Let's get together. Um, and so, you know, it's not going to be a formal sit down interview. You're not going to wear your suit probably to this coffee shop. But again, make no mistake, you are being interviewed. And so you want that opportunity to prep for that and, um, you know, be uh, not only prepped for it, but be in a space and a headset, a mindset where you can perform effectively. Offsite interviews um, are often conducted in a public place. So again, it could be a coffee shop, but oftentimes it's like, you know, they have a, a room in the back of a, a restaurant or a coffee shop or something like that. So oftentimes this is because the company doesn't have a local office. So maybe they're interviewing you, but the headquarters is somewhere else. They don't have a physical office in your city. Um, or maybe they don't want the current employees to know that they're hiring somebody, right? So you may have an offsite interview. And, and the biggest thing that I can say about this is, you have to be very aware of the potential for distraction. You could be in a restaurant where you know a lot of the people or a coffee shop and you could, you know, there's oftentimes a lot of coming and going in those places. And so positioning yourself and having the mindset of total focus on the interviewer is going to be very important for that type of interview. Panel interviews take place when you're interviewed by a panel of interviewers. Now, as I said earlier, I call the group interviews panel interviews, and that I would call this a sequence interview or a serial interview where you're going to meet with several different people over the course of a day. Sometimes it's all together, um, but oftentimes um, there can even be a group of candidates and a group of interviews in the same room. So all kinds of combinations there. And I don't think it's so important for you to identify oh, it's this kind of interview over this one. I just want to give you a heads up about what you might run into. And this is another one where if, if you're all in there together, avoiding distraction, not getting rattled, dealing with the stress. And if it is a sequential, as I call it, a serial interview, um, and that's been my experience almost exclusively in higher education is I meet with this person for 30 minutes and then I go to lunch with this person and then I meet with this person and then I have dinner with these people. Um, so I always say it's it's more of a survival of the fittest than anything else. Uh, best advice I can give you about that kind of interview, if possible, get a really good night's sleep get that rest and do whatever it is that you, that works for you in terms of being alert, being on your game, because it is exhausting to have those kind of interviews. And oftentimes it's just a matter of um, kind of convenience and efficiency. So if they've flown you in, they're not going to want to fly you in four or five times for different interviews. They want to get them all knocked out in that one day and, or two days. I've had them go typically over two days and talk about exhausting. Oh my word. Next phone interview. Oops. Take that out. Next, we have restaurant interviews, and this is the distinction here as opposed to an offsite interview is this is the meal is involved. I mentioned a moment ago, it seemed like every interview I ever went on, there was a dinner or a lunch or in many cases, all of the above. I think I had three meals with my with various people when I uh, was applying for the last job that I had. 
What's going on here is they're evaluating your social skills. And this is particularly applicable if you are in, applying for a position where you would be out maybe uh, whining and dining clients or interacting with other people in the community, that kind of thing. So they want to see that you have good manners, that you can handle yourself. You're not being fussy. You're not a messy eater. You're not, you know, don't talk with your mouth wide open. Uh, so if you have concerns about your etiquette, I would strongly recommend that you read up on it. And there are even courses. I used to teach them for my college students, and I've also taught them out to groups and organizations um, how to how to have proper etiquette, business etiquette. So look into that if that's a concern of yours. Next, we want to talk about second interviews. So this is after you've passed that first initial screening interview and you're going to have a second interview. And this is usually more detailed. So that screening interview, especially right now with we're still dealing with COVID, is oftentimes going to be a video, Zoom, um, meetings, whatever kind of uh kind of interview. So this may be possibly the first time that you're on site with them. And it can be several hours long. This could also be that panel or as I call them serial interviews. So okay, now we're going to get you there. We've narrowed it down to these five candidates or three candidates or whatever. And now we're going to really put you through the, your paces. Uh, same kind of ex kind of advice as I gave before to have that rest, make sure that you are kind of at the top of your game because now it's getting serious. The next is structured interview. And, and again, there's so much uh, combination of these. So the interviews that I did for employees when I worked in higher education, they were always structured, meaning I'm asking the same questions to every candidate. I'm not just looking at their resume and asking them questions about that because I have no way to compare candidate A to candidate B to candidate C when I do that. So I want to ask the same questions and I would, there would be, we always had panel interviews with multiple uh, employees of the Career Center in these interviews and everyone, we had a scoring guide that we talked about ahead of time and everybody scored them on individual questions. Um, the, essentially what we're trying to do here, as I think I alluded to, was be on a level playing field. Make sure that we're getting the same kinds of responses from each candidate so that we can compare one to the other. The next one is a semi-structured interview. So there is some structure, but it's not necessarily a, a specific list of questions. Instead, they're going to be open-ended questions that allow for, a, you know, a conversation, a straightforward, um, yeah, allow for a conversation. Let me start that one over again. So the next one is a semi-structured interview process. So we don't follow, in this case, a strict set of questions, but rather it's more open-ended questions that can allow for a conversation. So there's some structure. There are some, you know, ideas that the interviewer wants to get at. Uh, so it is structured in that regard, but it is more of a conversation. And then completely unstructured job interviews are the ones that are based usually on the client's interview. So the interviewer may have a few questions that they want to ask everybody, but it's more of a, a casual flow of conversation. And oftentimes a little less intimidating. I often will see 
if there are those serial interviews where you're interviewing with many different candidates, there are one or more people who are doing a structured interview with you because they do want specific pieces of information. And then there are other people who are less directly involved. So it could be, oh, in my case, when I was in higher ed, it could be the dean of the school of business. And he's not going to necessarily come in there with a set of questions and, you know, grade me or anything like that. But he does want to get to know me. And that's kind of what happens in a, an unstructured interview. And finally, because again, these are in alphabetical order, are video interviews. And I, I think anybody who has job searched in the last nearly two years has definitely had an interview on video. So whether it was Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or um, meetings or I have uh, AirMeet is a new one that I have um, had to work with with a particular group that I belong to. I've done an, an episode specifically on video and uh, phone interviews, so you can look that up and and get more content there because there are some very specific um, strategies around interviewing on video, interviewing on phone, particularly when you have phone and you have no uh, visual cues of how your answer is landing for the interviewer. Uh, there are some particular things to do and definitely some things to optimize your environment, um, have the most positive experience as possible on video so that they get that much better of, a, of a, an impression about you. So I hope this has helped you in thinking about all the different kinds of interviews you may have. I don't want to overwhelm you with this. So if that is how you're feeling right now, my bottom line on this is, I wanted to expose you to the possibilities. Now you know that you want to ask if they don't tell you, or maybe they tell you you're going to be interviewing with A, B, and person A, B, and C. You have every right to say, can you tell me what type of interview to expect? Um, and, and maybe ask them a question about how long will the interview last? So you're trying to get in your brain what does this look like as best as they will tell you so that you can prepare appropriately. If you have any questions about any of these interviews, as always, you can shoot me an email. I'll be glad to answer you and uh, I'll see you next week. Take care.